Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan is not just a place, it's a people. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Super Value GA podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're delighted to be looking ahead to an All-Ireland final as the Lacken Camogues prepare for the All-Ireland Junior B final where they're taking on Delvin um, in Ashbourne on Saturday, sorry Sunday afternoon, 2 o'clock. Uh, we'll also be looking ahead to handball um, as the county champions championships are taking place in Kingscourt this weekend. Uh, we'll hear from the Lacken manager, Marie Brady, and captain Nicole Murray a little bit later on. But we might start off with handball. And I don't know anybody who is interested in handball, really. Um, so I decided to bring in Paul because you, you've kind of a passing interest in it, is it? Uh, look, I could take it or leave it. Yeah. <laughs> big weekend, though. It's a big weekend, yeah. It's a big weekend at the end of a big year, really, for Cavan because, as you will know, I was so gloomy about where handball was going after uh, all the restrictions that were imposed during the pandemic, like handball, really got an awful time because as an indoor sport, uh, handball was people. If you take look back and think about all the football that was called off and all the hurling and everything else was called off, handball was completely called off, completely suspended, um, bar a couple of very short windows for two full years, which had you would imagine would have a devastating effect on the sport, which which was going through a lull anyway. Handball tends to be cyclical and it was going through a lull. There was definitely a lack of energy in the sport and not just in Cavan, but around the country and uh, numbers were low. And a lot of strong clubs had started to to go through a, a lean spell. So you go two years without bringing through juveniles and you know people get out of the habit of playing and you think that the game's going to be in big trouble. And for some reason, I honestly don't know why, but I think maybe we started to appreciate it more when we were deprived of it. Um. I wrote a column at the time. I said it's been seven hours and fifteen months since she took took my gloves away. <laughs> we, I think I think we I think we maybe started to appreciate it more or something. Absence, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, but the game has come back, and the interesting thing about it is, in Cavan, maybe it's a bit of a perfect storm in that one or two fellas came back, other fellas came back. Suddenly, we've got lots of players playing the game a lot more than we've had in a long time. But it's actually been replicated around the country. So we had a tournament in Belfast a couple of weeks ago, 205 players entered in the Golden Gloves. Um, we're seeing coaching courses. Every day I look on Facebook and the coaching courses popping up here and there in clubs that were sort of, where activity had to be very limited. So handball is absolutely booming. So uh, not to bore, bore people talking about handball, but I think it's going so well, we give it a little bit of exposure on the podcast. I'm right in saying though, there has been kind of a, a bit of a change in approach from the GA towards handball there has but to be fair now I don't think we've seen the fruits of that yet 
Um, so I can't put it down to that because handball is now under the auspices of coaching the games in the GEA. Um, which it's a big, it's massive because handball people don't realize how big that is. But I was been talking to people in the GEA and they were saying that to me listen, you guys don't realize how significant this is because handball was always its own independent republic, it was like its own wing. Obviously, we're under the umbrella of the GEA, but now we're directly under coaching the games. So those lads that don't mess about, like they've got a massive bu- budget, they have a massive amount of manpower. Mm-hmm. And they they account for everything they do. They don't just get, uh, pay lip service to anything. They might do t- some things better than others, but they still put an effort into every aspect of of what they're charged with doing. So that's it's a massive a thing. Resource that is now going to be. It, it, it's kind of like I I I nearly put it to the the idea of a, a company where somebody saying, "Well, no, I don't I don't want to sell any part of my company." Because I want to have a hundred percent ownership. If the company's worth a hundred quid and you're you have a hundred percent ownership, you're far better off having ten percent of it worth a million. Coming in on the coaching and games now, handball in there, that's a big, big plus. It, it's a massive plus. And for the first time ever, the GEA can see there's something in it for them, if you want to say it like that. I know we're all under the same umbrella, but at the end of the day, like I often see stuff from the GEA, um, and they'll say, like, you know the three codes or whatever or they might say the four codes but the four codes they're talking about are including ladies football and camogie and mm. and handball is an afterthought and Danny Lynch who was the long serving PRO for the GEA for 40 odd years not long after he retired he came out and said he could speak freely then he says oh handball's only an ego trip for a small number of people and handball and score he completely dismissed them and that made me think well if he was in the upper echelons of the association for all that time, and he, he privately held those views, what was thought of our game. But yeah. now the GEA sees something in it for them because they've reached a sort of saturation point in Ireland um, in that there's access to to membership of a handball club for every child in the country. Where where they, they are weak is in inner cities, but there's no room for GEA pitches in inner cities. There's just no room in there. So they see that handball, one ball handball in particular, is a way of getting the GEA brand in, into those areas. And you can still be a member of the GEA. You can still participate. Um, and there's still going to be GEA signage and a GEA presence. Not mm-hmm. only that, what they, what I've been told by people in Crow Park is that in, 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 uh, in terms of internationally, we know that the game has expanded a lot internationally. Uh, football and horror, and this is. But the GE are still finding that it's generally expats who are doing this. Now, there's, there's, there are little pockets like in Brittany and, and um, I think it's Milwaukee where there's a hoarding club and it's an awful lot of, of Americans without, that aren't of Irish descent involved in it. There, there are little pockets and in Galicia as well. But in general, it's the expats who are still driving this and that's where the, the largest load of the membership comes from. So there was a, there was a competition there recently uh, in Beeritz in a sport called front ball, which is a sort of an offshoot of Basque Pilata. And it's very similar to one ball handball, which we play over here. And uh, there were 33 different countries represented in that. And sometimes in handball, you'll have, in handball, they've tried to call people over the years. They'd have a world championships and you'd be like, oh, here's, here's team Puerto Rico. Then you realize, well, they're actually three New Yorkers who are of Puerto Rican descent and they're here in the Puerto Rican jersey. Or here's, here's team okay. Israel. But oh no, hold on, that, that person's not Israeli, they just live in Israel and but they're from California or whatever. This event in Beerus, there was none of that going on. They had 33 countries represented, and it was genuinely um 
an international event. So there's another event and the GA I think pulled about 30 grand into this. Last Sunday they had what they called an elite pro stop in Crow Park. I was up at it. So they brought over unfortunately the Belgians and the Dutch uh, their fights were cancelled because of the weather we had which was unfortunate but we still had there was a girl from Israel a girl from uh, New York there was a fella from Valencia called Sasha Sasha Krutov. This guy is the closest thing I've seen to Paul Brady. Really? He is Damien, you'd love to see him in action. He is ferocious. He's one he's one of these lads that is just bubbling with athleticism. You're looking at him, you're like, this lad might walk through that door or he might jump over it. Like he's just <laughs> brilliant. He's just every thing about him screams, I am a ferocious athlete and I'm full of power and I'm gonna explode here. And he's just unbelievable to watch. Um there was uh, a bass guy as well. He was a real character. He's a small guy with a tash and he was like, took the microphone before it started and started putting the fist up to his opponent and all this stuff. And uh, he took the microphone and said, I am Basque, I'm not Spanish, which is an important distinction. And then there's, there was, um, and I, yeah, Sasha is actually Spanish. Um, there was, uh, who else was there? There was other countries there as well, but it turned, or a lot, sorry, the English lads, some of these English players, a lot of them have come from, from fives, which is the, posh sort of upper class English game for, uh, so you've got Eton Fives Rugby Fives Winchester Fives it's basically just a version of handball that originated like a couple of hundred years ago and they have built these courts all over the world the closest one to our game is Rugby Fives which is very similar to handball Um, now I think that the Fives players are shite to be honest because I look at the videos of them and I think Jesus and I do remember at one stage, which was which was class in the early nineties or late nineties when I was in school, mm-hmm. uh, there was a link up with with handball in Ireland and uh, and the Fives associations over there, <laughs> and they decided that we'd send our our schools champions over to play their game, and it was great. It went on for a year or two, and uh, uh, it went very well. And they were talking about replicating it. And then one year we sent over Noel McHugh and Joe McCann. There were two class players at the time and they actually won the English Schools Championship in their first weekend playing their game. And mm. uh, it never happened again. It died off. The, the English didn't like that. But anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm going on a tangent, but basically, anyway, these English lads that are playing one more, they're exceptional. They're really, really good. There's a fellow called Luke Thompson. He's a small guy, left-hander. He is, he's a phenomenal player. So when Conor Michael Duff uh, won the men's grade last week from Tyrone, um, he beat Sasha in the final. Quiet, quiet lad, isn't he? He's, he is, yeah, yeah. You should look him up on Instagram. Anyway. He's he's a he's a character he's now. A great character. Yeah, he really is. And uh, Danielle Daskalakis from New York, she won the the ladies. She beat Katrina Casey in the final. So anyway, the GA just threw thirty grand at that, as far as I know, and just said, "Oh, let's run this as a trial event in Crow Park, see how it goes." So. You know, for for years in handball, like thirty grand would have been a significant amount of funding for handball uh, at various times over the years. So the GEA are putting their might behind this. So handball is facing into a very exciting few years now because everything is coming together. And I say all that, it's still separate to what we're seeing at the moment around the country, which is a bit of a rebirth and all these players coming back playing. Like we have our county championships this week. So we had the county league recently, which Joe Dillon won the division one for. <clears throat> we have our county championships has been running all week and it's coming to the final stages tonight and tomorrow. It's unbelievable. I think we had 26 players in the in the junior B. It's absolute minefield. Just compare that to other years. Well, the years we might have had 16 in the junior B. Um you'd have a, you'd have four rounds like. Okay. But we've we've 26 this week. Now 
that's just 26 lads who are available to play probably five days this week. We have a, we have more players than that eligible for that grade knocking around in the county. These are all good handballers who have who have played in the county champion county leagues, and you've other lads coming back. So Dominic Sheridan play, played in it this week. Dominic sixty eight, okay. I think, and he probably will need no introduction to an awful lot of people because he was an unbelievable handballer. He was he was absolutely brilliant back back when he was in his prime years, and he did his Achilles a few years ago, but he's back playing now. The other night he played Aaron McCormick from Kingscourt. Aaron's eighteen. That game went to a tiebreaker. So it was it was fantastic. Like a sixty-eight year old and an eighteen year old craft against youth. And uh that was the that's the kind of thing we've been seeing all all week this week in Kingsford. So there's been serious battles. Mick Smith from Killing Care, he had a couple of great wins. Um and he got beaten last night in the quarter final by uh Gary Bourne. Um from from the Kingscourt Club. Uh, also in the mix in that junior B, you've got um who else have you got in the junior B? Well, Dwayne Leggett and Vincent Mulvey, they play tonight. Dara Gunn, uh, former Kingscourt footballer, uh, mm. he played, he made the quarters, I think he ran into Diego DeFalco, who's the number one seed. Diego beat him. You've got Niall McMahon in the mix as well, good young player, student in Dundalk. Oshin Bourne, who was an exceptionally good juvenile, um, he plays football for Mara Clearance, who's concentrated on football the last couple of years. Oshin's back and he's still in the mix. Then there was a drop down to junior C as well. So the last four in that are Killian O'Reilly, Gavin Shannon, who all football followers will know Gavin, uh, Dominic and Connor McMahon. So that's going really well. The junior with the under 16 grade as well, that's going to be served off this evening, I think. Charlie McCormick from Kingsford's the number one seed in that. The junior A singles, Eddie ha- Eddie Halligan, Eddie the expert from, from our parish. He he's top seed in the junior A singles, back in first time playing in the county championship in a few years. Um, the first current championship we've had in a few years as well because of COVID but Eddie missed one maybe one or two before that and then the senior singles this is the first year that there's a, the way it's clear for a new champion in the senior singles because uh, Paul Brady's not in it uh, Michael Finnegan's not in it and those two dominate no one else bar those two lads have ever won the senior singles since we've been running it which is about 14-15 years um, Paul generally always won it uh, a few years he wasn't able to play Michael won it but generally, those two are in the final. They're head and shoulders above everybody else in the county, and like, really, no shame in that. But um, who's the contenders? Well, this year, uh, it starts this evening. I play Raymond Cunningham in the quarter final this evening. Raymond of ninety-seven fame, who was an astonishingly good handballer, like as in a naturally gifted handballer. But he was out of the game for five or six years, or so he was just back. So what but, way uh, did you describe it with Dominic and the young fella? <laughs> Yeah, I know which which am I though? <laughs> I, I think Raymond gets the athleticism. Yeah, Raymond and the craft. And the yeah. craft. It's, uh, yeah, it's athleticism and craft, but against Paul. <laughs> yeah, normally the younger lad would be fitter, but I don't think that's going to happen tonight. But uh, yeah, that, that's like Patrick Clerkin plays Adam Crosby mm-hmm. uh, in another quarter final tonight. Uh, tomorrow, then Cormac McMahon and Joe Dillon they're waiting in the semi finals. Uh, athleticism against athleticism. Yeah, that's gonna be good. Well, they don't play each other, they're separate. Uh, so right. the winner of my game plays Cormac, the winner of Patrick and Adam plays Joe. Um so the smart money would say that Joe and Cormac will meet in the final tomorrow evening in Kingscourt. It'll be a big crowd at that, but you would know there might be an upset here along the way. But yeah, it's a bit it's a big thing. So we also had had I was saying the off air about all the lads who've come back playing. Daryl McGorn is back playing, uh Cormac Flynn, two of the Jermaine fellas back playing. Oh, previously very good juveniles and a real nice surprise when the two lads got in touch and I wanted to enter the county championships 
Cormac ran into Niall McMahon in the first game, which was a tough one for him, and he forgot his shorts. So that made things doubly tough for Cormac. <laughs> but McGorn uh, played brilliantly. McGorn, he, he was beaten last night by, by Mick Smith, but uh, Daryl played really well. He's a fantastic handballer. So it's great to have those lads back. Um, we also had Donald O'Connor, who's a Tremaine footballer as well. Um, so there's lads from all over the county playing. We've much O'Connor lads entered this year. We've Virginia lads. We've Torg Ty and Leo Glennon from much O'Connor. We had with Paddy Riley from Virginia. Um, great entries, and it's been a great week so far. So um, yeah, uh, if if looking forward, if the miraculous happens, and uh, <clears throat> and somehow I get through the final. And don't get humiliated by Dylan or whoever I meet in the final. Though we mightn't have a podcast for a few days, but anyway, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> They'll be celebrated. <laughs> I look well done. Best luck to everybody involved. Great way to to keep the the fitness and everything up right up to the to the days before Christmas. So absolutely brilliant, brilliant stuff. Um, and all Ireland final look coming up. What what an occasion we have ahead of us. Uh, lacking ladies or lacking camogie, sorry, taking on Delvin. And I. I I must apologise because I think I stuttered in one of these interviews across calling it Devlin. I don't know where I got lost in 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 my pronunciation, but Delvin from from North um, Westmead are taking on the uh, the the Cavan and Ulster um, champions. So we caught up with, or I spoke with earlier on in the week, the captain of the Lacken side, Nicole Murray, and then the manager Marie Brady. So let's hear from them. So delighted to be joined by the Lacking Camogie captain, Nicole Murray, ahead of the All-Ireland Junior B final this coming Sunday against Delvin from Westmead. Uh, Nicole, what a journey is are on, what, a, what an experience you're going through at the moment. Yeah, I oh know, it's absolutely unbelievable. Thanks for talking to me today. Um, yeah, it's absolutely incredible, the journey we've been on this year. Um, and after winning on Saturday and being in an All-Ireland club final, it's... Uh, it's just dreams come true, to be honest, Damien. Yes, I've been convincing winners in all games so far. Has that surprised you really when you got out of Cavan that you, your strength really stood up? Yeah, no, it is. It was surprising. Um, we played Nave Trassa in the Ulster final last year and they actually bet us by a point. And uh, we went out then three weeks ago and bet them by 10 points. So we were surprised that, that we did win so convincingly. And... Uh, the same again on Saturday. We thought Father Murphy's were going to come over and put up a big fight, and so they did. The scoreline really didn't affect the game at all. And um, we got the few goals, and that probably was the winning of the game. But uh, no, they they were brilliant. But yeah, we have been winning convincingly, so hopefully that we can keep going. I suppose from a personal point of view, you're, you're a defender to only concede 2 8 in an All Ireland or an Ulster final and then uh, an All Ireland semi final, a total of 2 8 across the two games. You just have to be happy with what you're doing at the back. Yeah, no, our defence is just, yeah, we've been working really well all year. Um, we have great experience in the defence. We have Need McInerney as full back, Rosie Crow McKeever at centre back, and they're just the backbone of that defence line. And then the rest of us, I suppose, are a little bit younger, but uh, Rosie and Neve and Anya Crow keep us in our toes and there's not much getting by us now, but uh, no, we're we're working well back there. Yeah, talk, talk to me a bit about, you know, mental preparation, going into an All-Ireland semi-final. It's a huge, big carrot at the weekend gone by, um, having the, you make the journey down to Bray, but was there nerves coming into the game? Ah, uh, yeah, there was nerves, but... Uh, we did try and switch the nerves to excitement, but um, 
yeah, there was nerves. You know, it's a big deal in a an All Ireland semi final. Um, but we just tried to switch them to excitement. We got on the bus and headed down to Bray. Um, we were worried about the cold, but it wasn't too bad when we got to Bray. It was actually a lovely day. And uh, we just went out and played the game. Um, and we got a goal after about, I think it was 15 minutes. And that kind of settled us a bit. First 10 minutes was an absolute battle now. There was no scores for a long time. But uh, once we got that goal, then it kind of settled us a little bit and we just pushed on from there. Um, our forwards were tremendous the other day as well. They just kept the scores picking over and, yeah, that just settled us a bit. So, I suppose you're, you're hitting the nail on the head there with you know the scores ticking over. You score 2-4 in the first half, 2-5 in the second half, so evenly distributed. But it, it was that half-time lead that you, you had built up eight points in front at half-time. It meant, I suppose, you could breathe a sigh of relief and go out and express yourselves in the second half. Yeah, yeah. When we weren't, we didn't want to go out too complacent then at half-time because Father Murphy's actually were down a lot in their All-Britain final and they came back out at half-time and won won the game well in the end. So we knew that they were going to come all guns blazing in the second half. So we knew we had to keep the scoreboard ticking over in the second half, even though we were up at half-time. But we knew we had to come back out at half-time and keep pushing on. Yeah, well, look at looking ahead to the the final at the weekend. I suppose the fact that it's well, the venue hasn't been confirmed at at this stage that that I've been told no, anyway. But yet. it's yeah. uh, it it would be expected to be somewhere relatively local, Delvin in Northwest Mead, uh, coming up against yeah. a South Cavan team in Lacken. So maybe a Longford or a or a South or a North Mead venue might be might yeah. be the opportunity. It's a great opportunity Hopefully. for a big crowd to go to it. Yeah, hopefully so. We actually have had great support over the last few weeks at um, the Ulster semi-final, final, and the other day in Bray with their flags out. And it's just great to see. It's a, it's a big thing for the club, not even just for us as a panel of players, but massive for the club. This is the first time that any Lacking team has ever got to an All-Ireland final. So we've made history already. So hopefully we can push on and uh, complete that history. Joined on the line by Murray, Bra- uh, Murray Brady, sorry, the Lacken Mogi senior manager, as you get ready for an All Ireland final. I suppose at the start of the year, Murray, you'd have taken the arm of somebody if they said you'd be in this position. Uh, yes, of course, we definitely would. We're delighted to be there, but I suppose it was one of the goals we set out at the start of the year was to get to this All Ireland final. So it um, was something we felt was within our reach, and the girls worked hard to get there. Yeah, what was the difference then? Because obviously you were beaten in the Ulster final um, by Neve Teresa from Dungannon, and this year you you comfortably beat them in the in the Ulster final. So what what's been the turnaround? I suppose we definitely had a few players out injured last year, and a few mummies had new babies, so they would have been big losses to the panel last year. But we also have, I suppose, a few very talented young players coming through, and a couple of them have stepped up, and the others, I suppose, are pushing for places. So we have a competitive panel, let's say. Um, I suppose, you know, we have a panel of 36, and I suppose there's 34 of them fully committed. And they're all fighting to get on the on the field, you know. That's a it's a headache to have as a manager, but a yeah. great position to be in. Yeah, yeah, and it definitely ups it means training. It ups the ante at training. It means training is tougher because guards are pushing themselves on because they all want to be started. Yeah, I suppose. You know? Look, looking through it, obviously there, there's key players and and 
you know names like Roisin O'Keefe and Rosie Crow McKeever and that 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 are well known. But the youngsters, as you as you said, have been really phenomenal in the middle of the field. Eighteen year old Lucy Crow has been just yeah. brilliant for you. Your captain Nicole Murray still only very young in her early twenties. So the youngsters have been playing a huge part here. Yeah, they definitely have. Um, Lucy Crow really is. She's a great last kid. I don't know how she keeps going. It's two and three games a week between Supple and Camogie, but she's very, very committed and very driven. Um, yeah, we have another young lassie, Kira Riley, who has stepped in at centre back all year. Um, she probably, Lucy and Kira marked Father Murphy's two of the best players at the weekend. Lucy Crow was picking up a girl who played Dublin senior Camogie for Dublin over the last few you know, few years prior to going to London and she really destroyed her on Saturday and Kira O'Reilly was on a girl from Cork who would have huge potential and would have played you know, been a very strong player and she never got a sniff of the ball. They really are a challenge a bunch of young girls coming through. Yeah. It, Definitely it, are. I suppose it was needed in lacking for that young group to come through because a great tradition within the club, but yeah, like every strong club, it has to have a mix of youth and experience. Yes, it, it's definitely needed. And I suppose in Lacken, our big thing is numbers. You know, at underage, we're probably not competing at Division 1 or where we should be because we don't have enough 16-year-olds, enough 18-year-olds. You, you know, you have too wide a range. You might have on our under-18 team last this year we had three or four guards running on 15 and they're not strong enough you know so I suppose that has let us down so I'm hoping that this run and this experience will bring those young players on that next year when we're up senior they'll be able to compete and have the confidence to compete Looking back on, on the weekend semi-final I suppose built on a really good first half leading by 8 points at half time it, it was important to get out of the blocks early Yeah yeah it definitely was I suppose but it possibly wasn't our best game of Camogie the first 10 or 15 minutes. It was a lot of nerves. We missed a lot of scores early on. But, you know, Roshan O'Keefe hit a goal which settled us down, I suppose, really well. You know, and I think when that score went in, we, we did settle and play well after that. But I'm saying that the scoreline probably doesn't justify Father Murphy's was physically strong. Um, I just felt we were a more gelled together team and there was just more drive in us to win the dirty balls, you know. You mentioned Roshan O'Keefe's goal. She's she's been on fine form going forward for you. I think that she's got a goal in every game so far. She has, yeah, without a doubt. And I mean, she's great with the young players around her, bringing them into play, giving good ball. Joanne Moore as well has been excellent, but Roshan, yeah, is when she gets the ball, she's danger written all over straight away. You know, so we're delighted with how she's playing and how she's going. And she's come back from a serious injury, and to be up at that level already just shows the commitment she puts in and the effort she puts in. Looking forward to Del- Devlin or Delvin at the weekend. Um, do you know much about them? Um, yeah, they're a strong, a strong side, very strong side. They have two extremely talented players. Um, Denise McGrath has won two All-Irelands with Westmead corner forward for them so she's very very strong and they have a young lassie at midfield Arnie Newman as well who would be very impressive looking at them um, I watched the Leinster final last night and, and the night before and that <laughs> um, so they'd um, you know they'd be strong all over the field very steady their keeper looks good as well um, very steady in that but them couple of standout players we'll have to try and 
quieting them next weekend. Yeah, well, no doubt you'll have a plan in place between your, yourself yeah. and your management team. But the very best of luck, Marie. Thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks a million, Damien. Appreciate the call. Brady's Arva Limited. Main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. A big, big occasion, as I said, Paul. It's... um. It, it, it's been a very comfortable run. I was just looking back through the results for Lacken and and do now they do say that the um that the All Ireland semi final against um against the London champions Father Murphy's was a was a tougher battle than the scoreline suggests. But they, they seem to be so comfortable coming through it. I I'm often fearful of that as a as preparation for any final that you need you need a real test you need to be put down to the pin of your collar but maybe that's just the, the old sceptic in me well what I'd say to that is uh, Delvin got a walkover in the Roller and semi-final against Roscommon Gales so that's yeah. no good either um, I, I do think that that definitely I think Father Murphy's tested Lacken I watched a lot of that game on back on the YouTube stream Todd Lacken were really good they defended really well it was very very tough conditions played on the on an artificial surface, so mm. it, the ball was absolutely pinging around. But Lacken looked very strong. Like like Roshan O'Keefe obviously is the first name that springs to mind. Like she's just she's just a superstar, um, and she just oozed class every time she got the got the ball in that game. Uh, Rosie Crow as well. Rosie Crow McKeever centre back rock solid. But they also have uh, Lucy and Eva Crow there who are brilliant. Like they're really really good athletes and. We're able to are able to do good marking jobs on on players, um, and uh, Roisin Galligan as well, um, from a great sporting family. She was brilliant. She scored one two. So there's they're really absolutely flying at the moment. Uh, this this uh, lack of team. You have a, you have a really good mix of because you know three four five years ago it looked like this was an age in lacking team that that. You know, didn't have a lot coming through, but as you mentioned, obviously Nicole Murray there, only twenty two, I think. You know, captain in the side in in defence. You mentioned Lucy and and Anifa Crow, um, Kira Riley again, another youngster coming in. So they've they've regenerated a, a generation that will will continue to push on for lacking, and that's probably as impressive as winning the Ulster title is doing it with a lot of young players to come through. And a lot of credit has to go to the older ones that stayed on and, and like the likes of Joanne Moore there as well. Not that old, like there's still probably 10 years left in them, but that they're they're there to give a guiding hand on to the younger ones to come through. That's it, yeah. Jo- uh, Joanne Moore had a great game as well, we all accounts the last day. Um, Yadim or Brady there, who was wearing 15, played as a sweeper for a lot of it, took a lot of frees as well, did really well. So it's it's a strong team. Like Anya Crow at the back and Eve McInerney were, were superb. And like they've got a lot of experience there as well. So it looks like a very strong team. Again, there's an element that we're we're stabbing in the dark here a little bit. What do we really know about Delvin Camogie team? There's no point trying to spoof it. Like we don't really know anything, only what we can gather online and, and from talking to people briefly. So looking through 
the the their results in Leinster, like they were well tested. They won by a point in the Leinster final against the Loud team. Uh, they beat the Wicklow team four seven to three six. Uh, so it wasn't a thing that they've absolutely coasted through it. Lacken have uh, been comfortable winner so far. Like last year, or the last time this was played, Lacken were beaten by Nave Trasser from Dungannon. Uh, this time they beat them by 10 points. Uh, so yeah, it bodes pretty well, I think, for Lacken. Mm. Yeah, look, there's, there's definitely going to be confidence there. What I what I really love, and and, and we, could, we could delve into this a wee bit, I love where Maria Brady, Maria Brady states there that yeah, look, we're delighted to be here, but this this was our target. So let's put this rumour to bed, this idea that nobody targets the provincial championships once they win their county. This isn't bonus territory by any means. Yeah, I love that as well. I knew I knew you'd, you'd have enjoyed that quote there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, that was great. That was, it was great I mean, to hear, wasn't it? It was great to hear. Like, none of this, none of this uh, false modesty, because it doesn't serve any purpose, really, like... It's not yeah. going to give any motivation. They're not going to be sitting in the in the Delvin dressing room going, "Oh, did you hear what what the lucky manager said? She said that that they want to try and win this game. Oh, how dare they? Oh, they're so cocky. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I, I think I think fair play for for speaking honestly about where she thinks this team are at. So they're they're full of talent. And look, at the end of the day, like when you have a player like Roshan O'Keefe, you've got a chance against anyone really because she's. Just a, a superlative talent, like she's she's absolutely brilliant. Amazing, amazingly, that she's come back from two cruciates and mm-hmm. she just looks on a different level to other players. Whenever I've seen her playing, be that for club or county, she just looks absolutely brilliant. She's she looks like um, messy, yeah, putting a senior inter county player into, into a club match. She's just athletically and skill wise, and how she thinks and how, how she reacts, she looks on a different level. So she's an absolute joy to watch. And what a servant she's been as well to club and county football and hurling for years upon years. Like, uh, Roshin has been there, and she, even when she's had injuries, she's, she's come back. Like, in an I mean, era where lots of great players like produced, particularly by the Cavan. Well, it's a great era for Camogie now in the last couple of years, but we've had a strong era for ladies football over the years and you had iconic players like Ashley doing and players like that um, mm. but Roshan O'Keefe possibly an underrated slightly unsung hero because she's she's arguably arguably the greatest uh, footballer and camogie player that's been produced in the county in the last 20 years well I'll go I'll go one step further she is the greatest dual player that Cavan have ever had at, at mm. in men's football slash hurling and yeah, compare Camogie and football. She is the greatest dual player that we've ever ever seen in the county. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Like, I can't think of anyone. Can't think of anyone on a on a level higher than than Roshin to achieve what she has achieved as well. Like, she's picked up the equivalent of a of a all star for her level of Camogie as well. It's like the Laurie Maher all star type thing for Camogie. I can't remember what the name of that award scheme was. Like she's just been a phenomenal footballer. Like I, I covered the ladies' county final in football a couple of years ago, where Lacken unexpectedly beat Lorgan. That's right. It was the Russian O'Keefe show. Like yeah. she was just, it was just. She scored something like twelve or thirteen points, I think, and she was kicking points off both feet and setting up, uh, play plays. Like she was just phenomenal. So, um, yeah, looking forward to seeing her playing again. 
Wouldn't it be great for her to, after a difficult year, a little over a year with with the crucial knee injury, to be coming back to an All Ireland success? It'll be it'll be a fitting end to the story. Um, so look at congratulations, and hopefully, hopefully they get over the line. Before we go, um, there will be live updates on that game on Northern Sound Radio. So if you want to tune into that one, um, I'm delighted that you. Join me for that one. As I say, two o'clock, it throws in in Ashbourne um, in Mead. Um, quick mention and best of luck to the Lorgan Miners there in the Ulster Minor Final. Um, they've been they've been very, very good going through Ulster Championship, good coming into the Ulster Championship and winning Cavan. But there's a lovely side story to this one, Paul. I don't know if you, if you know of it. The manager of the Lorgan Miners is one knee of daily and on Saturday, she's getting married to Emmett Fitzpatrick or Emmett Fitzsimons. What? Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't, don't tell your brother. <laughs> uh, no, Emmett Fitzsimons from Killing Care. But Sunday morning, she gets up from the day after her wedding, hops in a car, and is going to an Ulster final. And there's a, there's an interview with her on uh, on Facebook. I think it is. I've seen it uh, with with Jerome Quinn. Um, but. Talk about an absolute stalwart, a great, great GA person. And wouldn't it be just brilliant for her to marry into the Killing Care clan and get an Ulster title on the same weekend? Talk about the weekend of dreams. Ah, it'd be something else. Yeah, look, like we're talking about, about Roisin, like that's another player of a, of a similar vintage who would have came through on Cavan and club teams like at the same, at the same time also forward. And like such dedication. Like you, you talk to Neve like, and she just bleeds uh, green and white for Lorgan ladies. Like amazing. I, I only realized during the week when I saw um, a great clip that Jerome Quinn had up that 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 Neve was over that team, and obviously her mum as well has given so much ladies football over the years. So it's gonna be a big weekend for them, and uh, you couldn't meet a nicer couple either than Emma and Neve. So um, the best of luck to them and best wishes on the on their wedding, and what a weekend if Lorgan ladies win as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I love I love in that interview, and and it's something we don't hear often enough. But uh, Jerome kind of says, you know, is is it is it a problem or what, how are you approaching this? And she's like, no, no, it's a pleasure. You know, she's she's delighted the day after her wedding that she gets to go up to the final. And I I genuinely believe it. I I think I'd be in the same boat. I'd be like, no, this is class. Like this is a unique story. So Damien, you'd be you'd be in that photo for the day of your wedding. <laughs> you're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> don't tell Sheila that though um, yeah no but look at absolutely brilliant 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 story and best of luck to the Lorgan ladies what a talented team now they have eight of the eight of the senior team uh, or eight of the senior players involved at the weekend so you imagine that's a very strong minor team so wish them the very very best of luck on Sunday as well we'll, we'll be looking back on that game um, on next week's show as well so so over on the Diehards service, folks, uh, earlier on in the week, we brought you a podcast looking at the Cavan Senior Football Panel where um, we look at the players that we know are being brought in or believe are being brought in anyway and uh, the lads who have left the panel or stepped away. But we go through all of the members that we're aware of on Mickey Graham's panel for 2023. We also have interview with Ryan McMenamum and Oshin Kiernan up at the Bank of Ireland Dr McKenna Cup launch for 2023. Um, so great in-depth interviews listening to the two boys and of course we bring you the draw for that McKenna Cup which gets underway on the 4th of January but all that's over on the Die Hard service on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan we will be bringing you our all-stars team Kiko Sports all-stars team for 2022 on next week's show as well so uh, let us know your nominations or who you believe from the nominations should be on the team of the year the all-star team which will be revealed next week but that's always time for it the minute Paul 
All right, Dale. Thanks very much for joining us, folks. Chat to you soon. And best luck to me tonight. <laughs> <laughs>